0: Welcome to The Light Ahead, a fiction podcast that investigates the question, what would 2030 look like if the U.S. had an economy that truly worked and cared for everyone?
1: Keep on pushing for a better future. Pushin for a better future. The
0: U.S. has an imagination gap when it comes to the economy. We generally think that we have to choose one-ism or another, like capitalism or socialism. But the reality is our options are as diverse as those who can dream them because we continually create the economy every single day with our actions and choices. This podcast is designed to help us all practice expanding our economic imaginations to take us out of the what is and help us dream what could be. A production of Avalon Story and Beloved Economies. Each episode was co-created by a Hollywood screenwriter and a changemaker at the cutting edge of transforming our economy. For this project, we didn't ask them to tackle the question of how, but rather to dream, using the magic of storytelling to help us all imagine possible futures.
1: Keep on pushing for a better future, pushing for a better future.
0: I'm Makia, your guide as we venture into future timelines filled with possibility. We'll hear the story of a son trying to convince his mom that his new job at a worker-owned collective is not communism, but is in fact a really great job at a company that is innovating new forms of democracy and voice for all its workers. This episode is about the misconceptions people in the U.S. may have about cooperative companies and some of the possibilities of what they can really be. Throughout this family comedy, we'll take a peek behind the curtain to hear from the two collaborators responsible for this visionary tale. Jacqueline Pareda, this episode's writer and director, and Armando Robles, a worker-owner of New Era Windows Cooperative, the real-life window-building collective that inspired this episode. For now, make sure your preconceptions are powered down and your mind is unlocked in the expansive position. This is New Era.
2: Ma? mom, I'm home. Mommy, I have good news. Wait, why is the flat screen TV still here? The Congo Cloud Tech didn't come?
1: I didn't open the door. I told them we weren't home. Ma, we're like the last ones in the US that don't have augmented reality. I'm not letting a robot from the future invade my house. Neither is your Henry. Right, Henry?
2: <laughs> You're stuck in 2020, Ma. We need to transfer all of our data to the house cloud by the end of this year. I'm not
1: putting my data in a cloud. Clouds are for the sky and for your abuelita to sleep in, in heaven. Not for my social security number and grocery list we need for dinner. I
2: know change is hard, Ma, but I promise you that our personal data is secure and this is meant to help us. We should still do it, okay?
1: Whatever. Are you hungry?
2: No, they fed me at the interview.
1: Fed you? Oh, you made friends with someone in the lobby and they shared their lunch? How nice! No, Ma,
2: Ma, my, my interview was scheduled right before their lunch and they invited me to stay. They eat lunch together every day and everyone brings in food to share. Wait,
1: you got the job? I sure did. Yes. Oh my God, my baby. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I oh, lo hiciste, lo hiciste. <laughs> 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 Let's do a toast. Ma, save that for Christmas. No, today we are celebrating you. Salud. Salud. <laughs> I am so, so proud of you, Papa. When do you start?
2: I start next Monday at the New Era Windows Cooperative. You
1: what? Ah, Let me help, Ma. No! No, don't touch anything. I got it. You took a job. With those communists? How dare you? Does my pain of fleeing Cuba mean anything to you? Mommy, they're not communists. You might as well go to Cuba and serve in the army. I see what you're doing. You're getting a job with a communist company in exchange for service to the government. Service?
2: Ma, you have no idea what you're talking about. This isn't the 1960s. So
1: they can brainwash you with their communist lies Everything me and your father sacrificed for you and you decide to work for a communist company. They're not communists, they are cooperative. Oh, we cooperated with Fidel in Cuba, all right.
2: Ma, stop it.
1: How can you not take the other job?
2: New Era Windows offered me more money.
1: You're lying. They don't make money. New Era Windows is a not-profit or whatever you call it.
2: You're wrong, Ma. It's a for-profit company that distributes its profits amongst its workers. It's like a corporation, but we're the shareholders. Look, once I get settled, I'm bringing you by the office so you can see where I
1: work. I don't care. I'm not going. I'm not supporting that.
2: I promise you it's not what you think. Ma, this is the first time I have a say in a company I've worked for. They've been so financially successful and they want us all to have a say and share a piece of the pie. And in four months, if everything goes well, I have the option of joining as a worker owner. Which means I get to vote on our hours. I get a say on who gets promoted. I get a say on company decisions and sharing the profits. Oh, and not to mention, the salary is amazing.
1: Everyone knows how much you make?
2: Yes, we all vote on it.
1: Frankie, how can you work at a place where everyone knows your business? You have no privacy.
2: Ma, how can you work at a place where your hard work is overlooked constantly? You've worked at that grocery store for 20 years and no one listens to Aye, you. Hi
1: please, everyone listens to me.
2: I'll actually have a voice here. Imagine if the grocery store split the profits with you and the other workers instead of them keeping it all for themselves. You'd be able to have a savings Aye, account.
1: she's doing it again. Who's doing what? That woman across the street is jumping in front of her window again. Is she waving at us?
2: No, Ma, she's exercising. That's a workout window. There's a chip in the glass that connects to your internet and streams a workout to your window. It's solar powered. That's actually one of the windows we manufacture at Nuera. That's cool, right?
1: It looks like she's waving for help, like a hostage.
0: Pause and take a moment to learn about the making of this episode from Jacqueline Pareda, the episode's writer and director. We'll also hear from Armando Robles of the real new Era Windows Cooperative that inspired the creation of this episode. Jackie, like for many of us, the concept of a cooperative was new for you when you started working on this episode. What were some of the most striking things that you learned about co-ops in your initial conversations with Armando?
3: That's such a great question. I think just how the co-op works, I'll admit it too, I kind of always thought co-op, I'm always like, it's a little communist or socialism and everyone has to make the same salary and everyone thinks they're equal, but no one's equal. But I was just really amazed at the model they had and you know, speaking with Armando and learning more about New Era Windows how much to take care of each other and also how they are really business owners. It's just like a business, but instead of the shareholders, it's the people that work at the company. And I was kind of not upset. I was like, man, I wish we learned this earlier or we can kind of like break the stigma as a society because this could help more people because it definitely helped break mine writing it and learning about it. And I was even a little more hesitant because, again, my family came from a communist country.
0: We see in this episode that Frankie's mother has a lot of misconceptions about what New Era is and is pretty vocal in her criticism at first. Armando, what kind of misconceptions do you hear people making about New Era? And what were you and Jackie hoping to show by including this in the episode?
4: Well, so much of misconceptions have the people in the beginning of when we planning have the New Era. It was in 2008 when we have the closing of the factory. We're trying to organize ourselves to buy the factory and we hear from people around the city that they think it was like socialist idea or communist idea. But uh, no, it's just people organizing themselves and try to make their own business. And it's another way to survive. And running a business as a worker on, is one of the biggest experiences for me and my co-workers because we take our own decisions. We make our own plans how to work in a factory, and reality is not hard. It's kind of like how to organize ourselves against all the predictions of the people that they feel like workers can do run a business. At this point, we are almost 31 people working from 17 that that one we start, and we're still surviving. We're still working, and we got a lot of work right now. We got almost 10 years work, and as a co-op. And we're still working.
2: Clarissa, drive to work.
1: Calculating route. Seatbelt, engaged. Seatbelt,
2: disengage. Ma, leave the seatbelt alone. It's automatic. The car doesn't move unless we're strapped in.
1: Seatbelt, disengage. Aye, I, I feel like I'm strapped into a and roller coaster. Bench. I'm claustrophobic. Your other car was so much better.
2: Well, this one runs on half electricity, which means half the gas and more money in my bank account. Your generation is so weird. <laughs> Are you excited to meet my co
1: workers? Yes, I'm thrilled to meet the dictators.
2: <laughs> They're really excited to meet you, Mama.
1: En route to your destination.
0: Jackie, this episode exudes such a warm and strong family dynamic. How did your own upbringing, your own family and community inform what you brought to this script?
3: I think the growing up with immigrant parents or just Latino culture in general, just how um, much family matters to us and how much rising to our parents' expectations, meeting their expectations and making them proud for everything they like sacrificed to come to this country, everything they sacrificed for me to be here. And that's why for Frankie, it's so important for his mom to accept this. He's not like, mom, I'm doing this and that's it. For him, he wants his mom to approve and accept kind of like this new reality. You know, the family dynamic is so important to us in our culture. I feel like the Western culture is very uh, independent and I'm going to chase my dreams and do this on my own, no matter what anyone says. But with us you know, for he's born here, his mom's born in Cuba. For him, it's very important for his mom to get on board, you know, with Nuera and explain to her how important this is to him. So it was so important to capture that. And also the most fun, because when you're close with your parents, you know, and then you have generational differences, it lent itself to comedy very well. So it was always super important to capture that.
5: have arrived at your destination.
1: I thank God. I couldn't wait for her to shut up. Who's that guy?
2: That's Brendan. He helps charge the car for an hour every morning. Let's go. Morning, Brendan. This is my mom, Anna. I'm showing her around today. So nice to have you here, Miss Ramirez. If anyone gives you a hard time, you let me know, okay?
1: Is he the Fidel?
2: Ma, behave. Welcome to my office.
5: Wow. This is big. Hey. Okay. Hey. What's up Emilio? Hey, is this the lovely Ms. Ramirez?
2: It sure is. Ma, this is Emilio. Emilio, this is my mom Anna.
1: It's so nice to meet you. This place is very big.
5: It's impressive, right, Ms. Ramirez? It is. What's even more impressive is that this factory is a full-blown cooperative. Our cooperatives
1: ruined our lives in Cuba.
5: Ma!
2: Emilio, I'm sorry, man. My mom is still a little skeptical of how things operate around here.
5: It's alright, Frankie. Ms. Ramirez, I hear your concerns and know the pain that the Cuban government caused your family, but you are very mistaken of what a cooperative is, and I would love to tell you about what we've created here at New Era Windows. Have you heard of Congo? No. The e-commerce company that's installing clouds into our homes as we speak? Yes, I hate them. Easy, Emilio. The cloud is a touchy subject for her. (laughs) (laughs) That company is not a cooperative.
1: Thank goodness. No offense. Frankie's cousin Paulina works for them. She doesn't like it, but it's a big company and we're relieved she'll always have a job.
5: Well, we have job security here too, Ms. Ramirez and business is booming. Does Paulina own a part of Congo?
1: (laughs) Of course not. That guy owns it, the cloud guy. Frankie, what's his name?
2: Ben Jesus.
5: Okay, well, does she help Ben Jesus with the company decision-making or hiring? What about voting on the bonuses?
1: I know, but one can dream. Maybe in 10 or 20 years.
5: Exactly. In a non-cooperative like Congo, Ben Jezos makes all of the decisions along with wealthy shareholders. And the workers, like us, the ones who really understand the everyday realities of the job, do not have a say. But at New Era, we're all worker owners. And we've learned how to successfully run a factory ourselves. What's going on over there? Excuse me, guys. I got to check on that. You own the company? I'm
2: a partial owner.
1: Not the government.
2: Ma, no. The government is not involved in our business at all. We are privately owned. See everyone working in the office and on the floor? They're all owners. We own this together.
1: Frankie. Why didn't you tell me? That's all I've been telling you but you call them communists. That's not true. I said the government owns everything in Cuba.
2: I'm officially a business owner, Ma.
1: Seriously, Frankie?
2: Yes, Ma, that's why I chose this job.
1: That was your abuelita's dream. She always wanted to buy the perfume factory she worked at, but wasn't allowed to. She talked about it all of the time.
2: Well, now I can live that dream, Ma. We can live the American dream for her.
1: Ay, Frankie, go back to work. I don't want you to get in trouble with your boss. (laughs) I don't have a boss. What do you mean, you don't have a boss? Everyone has a boss.
2: Emilio is one of the supervisors.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: See, of course you have a boss. Nah, let me finish. He was voted in as a supervisor by all of us.
1: So you can never get promoted. That scares me, see? This is why it reminded me of Cuba.
2: No, Ma, listen, I can get promoted, but all of the workers have a vote on my promotion. If they think I've earned it, they vote yes.
1: But Frankie, how about if someone doesn't like you?
2: Ma, you know that woman you work with, the one who's always late and doesn't stock the shelves and...
1: Ay, Alisa. Ah yes, I can't stand her.
2: Doesn't she keep getting promoted over you because her aunt is the manager, even though you complain that she doesn't do any work?
1: Yes, she's always Facebooking.
2: We try not to let that happen here.
5: Frankie, we're ready for you. Miss Ramirez, you too. We wanted to show you Frankie's latest project. He was the lead designer of this window. This is our 2030 series slider. It's self-shades based on the weather. You don't even need curtains. It's his first window to be featured on the company website. Mr. Ramirez, come give it a try.
1: Frankie, it's so beautiful. I want one for the apartment. How can I find it on the website? I want to order it online be your first customer.
2: <laughs> Type in the Aurelia, ma.
1: You named it after Abuelita?
5: I did. We did. We all voted on the name too, Ms. Ramirez. We think it's gonna be our top seller.
1: I want a picture of it, in front of it with all of your coworkers.
5: <laughs>
1: hey, new era group. My mom
2: wants a picture with everyone in front of the Aurelia.
5: Here, I'll take it, Ms. Ramirez.
1: No, I got it. This phone always falls to the bottom of my purse. Ah, I found it. Here, my passcode is 1378.
5: (laughs) Ms. Ramirez, just get your retina scan. It's so much easier than punching in numbers. Mm. Wow, this thing is ancient. It still has a selfie button. (laughs) Don't get me started, Emilio. (laughs) Okay, are we ready? On the count of three, everyone say cooperative! One, two, three!
1: Cooperative!
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you came by and got to meet everyone.
1: I'm really proud of you, Papa. And your co-workers are so nice. The Aurelia window is so beautiful. I'm ordering five of them.
2: (laughs) We can't fit five windows in the apartment, Ma. Let me grab Brendan to tell him that you're leaving. Ma, what are you doing?
1: I'm grabbing a brochure for Paulina. I think she should apply for a job here. Emilio can put in a good word for her.
2: (laughs) Oh, so now you like this place.
1: Why, everyone looks so happy and rested and so confident, like you own the place.
2: Because we do, Ma.
0: To end this episode, let's hear from our collaborators one last time. Jackie, what are things that you see in the world right now that show you we are starting to move towards there being more options available to all of us in how we work, like possibilities we see in this episode?
3: Yeah, I think people are, you know, with the pandemic, especially working from home, people are thinking about how we work more. I know because of the pandemic, a lot of people don't want to go back to work or they rather quit. And I think because of the office culture, but like if you build a culture like New Era, if you empower workers and if you give them a stake in the company and you empower them to want to work, they will want to come to work and they want to come to an office and grow a culture together. You see a lot of burnout and a lot of the happiness in America. And a lot of that stems from their job, not because people have to work, but they don't feel empowered. And we're a society that, has the resources to empower its workers. And I just think that's really important. And I think New Era does a really good job of highlighting that.
0: Armando, what is one element of how New Era Windows Cooperative got to where it is today that people should know about?
4: One of the most important things is like since 2008, we got a a lot of support from the people because they start seeing workers fighting for their rights being respected. In 2012, when the company closed again, we sent a petition on the Change.org, where we asked the community from around the world if they could sign the petition, demanding the owner of the factory sell the company to the workers. And one of the good things, it it was, I remember it was 2012, it was July 4th, when we signed the petition, and we send the petition to the world by the internet. In less than 12 hours, we reach almost 75,000 signatures from around the whole world. And we present to the owner of the factory and also the bank, who's been part of the, the project of the serial materials. And we force the, the factory from B for the factory and the people from the bank that we've been nobody. We turned to be the first potential buyers of the factory. That happened in uh, July 4th, July 5th, around. By October 9th, we was moving our equipment from the original factory to a uh, South Chicago, and, and, and since that, we are running. We got almost eight years running the factory as owners and workers, and we still uh, surviving.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed your trip into the future and can now see The Light Ahead a little more clearly. The Light Ahead is a production of Avalon Story and Beloved Economies. Based on six years of research in collaboration with over 100 groups across the U.S., the Beloved Economies campaign is sharing stories, practices, tools, and tips to expand imaginations of what is possible for our economy. Avalon Story is a center of practice based in Ketchum, Idaho, to help birth the future of story by investigating two questions. What does story need to be to build us a bridge to a more beautiful future? And what does the business of story need to be to serve as a vehicle for the same? The Light Ahead is a beloved Economies and Avalon Story production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Makia Martin. The Light Ahead was co-created by Jess Remington and Naomi McDougall-Jones, who is also our showrunner. It is executive produced by Naomi McDougall-Jones of Avalon Story, Joanna Saya and Jess Remington of Beloved Economies, Lila Yantu, and Michelle Corey of Frequency Media. It is produced by Heidi Rudevotes and Jordan Rizzieri and co-produced by Lauren Ressler and Sonia Sarkar of Beloved Economies. The fictional portion of this episode was produced by Avalon Story, written by Jacqueline Pareda, based on conversations with and the ideas of Armando Robles of New Era Windows Cooperative and directed by Garrett Press. Featuring performances by Garrett Press, Lena Sarah Pokielo, Manny Ureña, and Sawandi Wilson. Production coordinated by Marley Newman. Sound design by Alan Lindsay. Sound mix by Rick Schnupp. The nonfiction portion of this episode was produced by Frequency Media, with dialogue editing by Sydney Evans and mixing by Matthew Ernest Filler. Our theme music was written and performed by Alicia K. Hall, Jeffrey Archie, and B.I.G. Patty. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found.